heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, let's start with the blame game in Texas. Uh, you see Democrats and Republicans are uh, doing the tit for tat there on who is to blame for the, uh, well, the dysfunctional weather and the dysfunctional electric grid and the fact that millions and millions of people have no, no power, no heat or, or anything else and freezing temperatures. Uh, it's got to put this whole perspective on Green New Deal and green energy in the limelight for sure. And of all places, Texas, where energy should be abundant. I mean, it's what we always know Texas as an energy state. So it really is a, a bit embarrassing and perplexing that they're having their own problem. There's a few reasons why this is happening. The uh, Texas Governor Abbott, uh, he's calling for emergency reform of the state power grid. And, that, and that's interesting, the power grid in Texas. It's actually the only uh, contiguous state in the lower 48 that is separate, has its own uh, electric grid, which is fascinating. Uh, because if there was uh, a problem with one of the big electrical grids here in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, Texas would be on its own deal, would have a better chance probably of surviving uh, a big outage of some sort. The grid there in Texas is called ERCOT, E-R-C-O-T. Again, it's, it's the only electrical grid outside of, uh, in, the, in the low 48 here. I mean, you have the Eastern Interconnection Grid and you have the Western Interconnection Grid. And actually, this is a bigger conversation when it comes to electrical grids, which I've always been in fear of, that something's gonna happen one day. We're gonna, we're gonna wake up and find that we're not gonna have any electric. Uh, and our electrical grids are out of date in this country to begin with, and they need to be broken down into smaller pieces than what they are right now, as far as I can see, because if something happens like a widespread outage or or even an EMP attack, an electromagnetic pulse attack, uh, it would absolutely take us down. And it's always been a concern of mine that uh, something could happen to the grid. Uh, but Texas is not faring well with what's happening right now. And you see millions of people with, with no electric, uh, no heat, uh, it really freezing weather and deaths and all kinds of problems there in Texas. Now, interestingly, Governor Abbott uh, and, and many of the Republicans here actually are uh, blaming the green energy for many of the power woes. And a lot of the, you've probably seen some of the images of the, the, the mills there, the, the windmills and uh, the, uh, the wind and solar, of course, is the uh, alternative to fossil fuels. It's supposed to be, but a lot of those uh, windmills out there are frozen solid and they're unable to function. Uh, is part of the problem they're having there. Uh, so they're blaming it on the green energy, but uh, the Texas Tribune comes out and says, but the state runs on fossil fuels. So what the hell? Uh, why, why are you blaming it on that? Now, Abbott was in a um, interview actually with uh, Fox News, uh, and he was talking again about the Green New Deal and this framework that would change uh, policies 
uh, would change the way they do business in Texas, these climate change policies. Well, actually, we're, we're seeing the energy changes of the Biden administration throughout the country, and they're creating a lot of pain already. And this stuff hasn't even been really, the transaction even hasn't happened yet. I mean, it's, it's only the initial stages of what they want to do with the Green New Deal. But it is unfair, really, to blame all of Texas probably on that at this point. But just think if you had more of that and you were relying on wind and, and solar strictly and then you had these kinds of storms come in and you, you couldn't uh, do, you know, you really couldn't do anything about it. Now, with Abbott calling out the grid, Dan Woodfin, the senior director at the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT uh, is uh, the acronym for that. Uh, he had said uh, the, earlier that 16 gigawatts of renewable energy, mostly wind power, had gone offline as of Tuesday, but that made up only about a third of the power on the state's grid. So they have a unique situation in Texas very clearly. And a lot of the back and forth and the fight and put sort of this Green New Deal in the uh, center stage for what could happen. The problems on this go much further, my, my friends. And, you know, when you talk about what Biden wants to do with fossil fuels and, you know, and eliminate them, I mean, which would bring us back to really the Stone Age. Uh, if you don't have any fossil fuels, he wants to rely on these alternative energies, these green deals of sorts. Uh, which are, are not practical and make sense. You know, it's fine to have R&D and invest in all of that and build for the future. Sure, that's one thing. It's another thing to have these, you know, uh, uh, outrageous plans where you're going to kill and, well, kill our economy, first of all, with energy, uh, make us energy reliant on enemies and adversaries, which we've been down that road before. Uh, you remember the long lines at the gas station and all of that when we were beholden to the Middle East uh, uh, terrorist regimes, I guess, for a better word. And uh, that same path could be coming again if everything plays out with Biden and the way he's handling this right up front with the Green New Deal. And, and of course, you know, you have to understand, which we'll talk about a little bit more of what this climate change business is. You know, just this morning, I get a uh, newsletter in, uh, and I get multiples of them in, but this one comes in from the New York Times. It's called The Morning. Uh, this is all free stuff. I wouldn't give these people 10 cents and a, and a, uh, a bus ticket to the next uh, road here, uh, truth be told. Uh, but this is their free newsletter in the morning. It's called The Morning. And uh, this one was especially interesting for a couple of reasons. It talks about the climate change fiasco, but uh, sort of what's going on in Texas as well. Uh, it starts off, good morning. And uh, the Times reporter explains the connection between frigid weather and global warming. Well, I love this. And I said, oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta read this one. I don't always read them or have time. But this one uh, said, well, I definitely want to know. I mean, I, hell, I want to know. What is the connection between frigid weather and global warming? And I was surprised they used the word global warming there because you don't hear that so much. They've dropped that, uh, you know, uh, out of their, their vernacular now. You don't hear the global warming as much. Now it's climate change. It's a little more handy dandy of a term that people can wrap their arms around because, yeah, hell, the climate is always going to change. It's been changing since Earth was here. It's, you know, it's going to continue to do it. And it's hard to call this thing global warming when, as I was sharing with you, I think it was yesterday, the day before, we're really headed to another ice age uh, in a few thousand years. Uh, we're not headed toward, uh, you know, we're not going to be burning up, really. 
but again, that's where the greenhouse gas uh, emissions come in and it gets trapped into the upper atmosphere and all of this strategy for what's happening. And they want to ban fossil fuels to put us on wind and solar and bring us back to some uh, crazy warped idea they have of what the planet's going to look like. You know, I have these visions I think about when these stories come up, actually. You see some of these sci-fi kind of movies and, you know, when you get to these other planets and I'm sure you've seen some of them and where the weather is like crazy stuff, you know, like massive winds and massive destruction and obviously weather that's not built for human uh, habitation uh, very clearly, but it always comes to my mind because <laughs> we have such not have such retards here in this uh, in uh, on planet Earth that is that don't understand that you know weather is supposed to change. I mean that's what it is with planet Earth. It's a phenomenon, really. I mean the, you know you, you try to the scientists look at it. You know they try to make science out of everything, and I get it. You scientifically look at the weather, but it's kind of hard to put this all in a uh, 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 yeah, you know, even the local forecast, you think about it when you, you, you remember looking at the forecast and deciding and how many times they get the forecast wrong. I mean, just hours away or a day or two away. How the hell are we going to forecast a year from now, five years, 10 years, 50 years or what have you? The, the weather is always going to change. That's the concept of this planet, this magnificent blue marble we're living on. I mean, we as humans have to adapt to these things and we have to, you know, it's good to be having other alternatives and adjustments for sure. We shouldn't rely on any one thing. We should have everything, everything. We should have fracking and coal and gas and everything should be into play. Fusion, everything should be an option right now. We, should, we, we, are, we absolutely should be energy, as President Trump had accomplished, energy independent and self-reliant. So we're not uh, relying on any of these screwballs uh, uh, across the pond there. We don't need to be doing that, you know. Uh, so back to this uh, morning newsletter, a couple of interesting things in here I want to point out to you. And I, I you know, I, I always, it's, it, it always blows my mind when I see how the opposition is going to frame the debate and these people who have uh, 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 ulterior uh, agendas, uh, I guess, uh, best way to say it there. Um, so listen to how they frame this now. Now you love this. Uh, much of the Pacific Northwest is blanketed in snow. Texas continues to endure frigid weather and electricity outages. Another winter storm is spreading across much of the country. Today, snow or freezing rain may fall on Washington, New York, and Boston. Now, to make sense of this week's cold spell in storms, and I had to stop right there, as you can imagine. This guy wants to make sense, uh, the New York Times now, of this week's cold spell in storms. Makes sense. The hell is making sense? It's called weather. It's, it's called climate. And it's going to change and it's going to do these kinds of things, you buffoon. I mean, of course. So I, I don't understand this. Makes sense. What, what are you trying to make sense of? That they got snow up in the Pacific Northwest? It's freaking winter. What do you think they're going to have? Bikinis on, running around beer ass in the sun? Of course it's the, it's, it's the snow in the Pacific Northwest. You know, now Texas is a little bit of a phenomenon, but, you know, stuff happens. I mean, these kinds of things happen. There are no guarantees with the weather, people, you know? No guarantees. We don't, that's, you know, the fact that we're living and breathing on this blue marble and we have all the beauties and advantages of life and just walk outside and look at the blue sky, if it is blue, and look at the green trees, if, if they are green. And of course, if you're in the cold, cold weather, then look at the brown trees. 
but count your blessings just the same. And the weather will change and you'll get fall again in summer, wherever you are and, and you know, in the Northern hemisphere here around the world, sure. It's all part of the strategy here of living on this beautiful planet here, you know. But I love this, you know, this uh, a reference point. To, I want to make sense of this week's cold spell and storms. This guy, already you see, they're a buffoon. I mean, making sense. It's the freaking weather. I mean, who, what are we doing here, you know? I mean, want to explain the snow in the Pacific Northwest. These people have anything else to do in, on their time, anything else to do that would be productive for the country or for their media uh, uh, unit, whoever they work for. Well, in this case, it's the Times, of course, right? Uh, but um, I, I, I digress, right? So they go through a series of questions, and, and then this gentleman, John, he, I guess he talks to John Schwartz is the name, and he's a Times reporter, and so they're going back and forth with questions and answers. Uh, okay, and John's going to answer the, the, the question. So the first one is, let's start with a simple question on some people's minds. How do you think, and what do you think about record low temperatures hammering parts of the U.S. at the same time they were experiencing global warming? Well, that's a hell of a question, isn't it? Well, John, the Times reporter again, uh, the buffoon who answers all this stuff, he says, it does sound counterintuitive. Well, those who deny climate science love to declare that there's no such thing as climate change. And no, there is such a thing as climate change, you jackass. I mean, I just say everybody, nobody's saying there's no such thing as climate change. So, so this is where these people twist everything. And it really rips me up. Nobody says that there's no such thing as cl the climate changes. It's always changed. You have to be a moron not to see that. So but they say right away, you know, those who deny, I'd love to declare that there's no such thing. Nobody's saying that, John. Nobody's saying that. Whenever the weather turns cold, he says, but weather remains variable and cold weather in winter still happens. This guy's freaking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, cold weather in winter still happens. I mean, where do these people come from? I mean, where do they, where do they, where, what is the Times? Where do the Times get their reporters and people? They get them from Nicaragua, Venezuela, Colombia? Where exactly? Wow. Even if the overall warming trend means that winters are getting mild, we're not going to be warming. We're headed to an ice age, for God's sakes. Get with it, people, will you? Another question here is, and, and if, and if, is there any relationship between this week's storms and climate change? <laughs> and, and, and this is a drum roll now. This is really what I wanted to bring to your attention about this whole thing, which is why I brought it into the talk today, because I nearly fell on the floor. And they said, okay, so, and is there any relationship between this week's storm and climate change is the question presented here. And, and, and this is the answer. I noticed that the climate scientist, Catherine Hayhoe, what, what a last name that is. Hey, hey, oh, hey, oh. Uh, anyway, climate science, Catherine Hayhoe uses the phrase global weirdin. That's going to be your new one now. And I just, I just grabbed on that global weirdin. I like that. I like global weirdin. That's going to be my new phrase now. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad I read this morning report actually, because it, it, it gave me some fuel on this thing and helped me out, gave me some energy <laughs> and uh, global weirdin. That's going to be their new term now. You see, 
You see, once they get rid of these terms in this money making business called the climate, you know, whatever the hell it is, another way to, you know, uh, de depopulate and, and uh, 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 screw people up backwards. Another ways to line their coffers and create a, a multi-billion dollar operation. And really the bigger conversation is to create fear. I mean, it, it, isn't that what this is all about at the end of the day is fear, selling fear? Isn't that what they do? And then, you know, they're trying to debunk planet Earth somehow. I mean, we know what we're dealing with here, you know, with planet Earth. We, we've been here a while, you know, but they continue on wanting to debunk all of the mysteries of climate and sell fear, you know. So this global weirding, you know, when this whole conversation on the climate started, and we were going to end. The world was going to end. There have been so many reports. Wasn't it supposed to end in 2012 or something like that or some damn thing? I don't know. In fact, I, I know some people went out and bought lottery tickets just before then opened like hell. They hit it big or spent all their money or maxed out the Visa card in Vegas. Yeah, the world's going to end anyways. What the hell? And didn't AOC say that not too long ago? What, what was her date? It was like 2020 coming up or something or 2025? And she has another 10 years or 12 years we're going to end. We're all, all going to evaporate and blow up or something, you know. Um, but it all started with this global warming. And then when global warming, that, that was kind of what the Al Gores and all those people put on. And here's the thing. And of course, you got to remember now, here's how stupid this whole argument is. All the people, the Leonardo DiCaprio's and the, the, the Gores and all these cats here, these fat cats, the people who sell this stuff and like religion, okay, and they sell it like religion, these are the people who live high off the horse. And you have to be totally have a, a, a legitimate negative IQ not to understand this. And for the Holly weird people and the other people who've bought into this whole scene, you people are idiots, you're absolutely idiots. There is no other way to put it. You have to have a negative IQ not to figure this out. Think about it. The people who are selling this, they live high off the horse. I mean, they have multiple homes, beautiful, gorgeous mansion homes, many places. They fly on private jets, sucking up as much fossil fuel and energy. They don't give a rat's ass as much as you can put it. Layer it on, man. We'll take a nine-layer chocolate double-frosted cake and suck it all up, man. Whatever. Give me the maximum, right? That's what these people do. I mean, they have yachts and they all the best things in life. It's all there because they got money. When you got billions upon, what are you going to do with the billions? Light it on fire? I mean, what are you going to do? Pay for the walls? You're going to spend it. I mean, what do you, you can't take money with you. If you've amassed that much money, all you can do is spend it, people. You're not going to, unless you really want to wallpaper the walls and make a green wall out of, you know, $1,000 bills or something, terrific. I mean, what else are you going to do with the money? You spend it. You buy yachts and jets and fancy things and whatever, right? This is what you do. I mean, it's what you got to do. You know, you, you can't take that all with you. It doesn't work that way. The money doesn't leave the planet here until your next life. It's not happening, people. So you spend it. So all these cats who have all the money, who are doing all the bitching, griping, and complaining, they have all the fancy things in the world that you could possibly want or have, sucking up as much of the fossil fuels as you could possibly do. These people don't care. And yet they put it out there like a business plan, like it really matters. Oh, my God. 
So it all started with that global warming business. And I remember global warming and then, you know, scientists are telling me, well, we're already he headed to an ice age, Malcolm. What the hell does that mean? Global. And so they had to realize the global warming thing wasn't really catching on. But there's no different than like when you're a kid and you're selling encyclopedias. You know, at some point you have to change the, the sales approach when the sales don't come in, people. This is not real complicated. Pay attention. I want to teach you a couple of things, okay? It's not real complicated. And so they, they, you know, if it doesn't work that way, you try another strategy and you sell it another way is all they do. And so the global warming thing wasn't really catching on. And so then they go to the climate change. And that was a no brainer. That was for the real dumb, dumb people. That's dumbing it down for everybody. Everybody. You can have a negative IQ and a climate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Climate's going to change. Yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah, we're all going to die. Sure. And so that it became climate change. And that was the next thing. And, and that was really, really brilliant, I thought, of these really smart people. The people who are selling climate change are the smart people. They've created a business model, sort of like Tupperware, remember Tupperware, or selling encyclopedias or vacuum cleaners. You ever do that as a kid? I did all that as a kid. I used to sell newspapers. You could see me selling that stuff. I used to go door to door, knock on the doors and sell and vacuum cleaners, encyclopedias, newspapers as a young boy. I sold all those things. I sold check writers. I, you know, I made money selling door to door, knocking and having a good sales strategy, telling people, you know, what, what, what the, how we were going to change their lives. It's what sales is. And if one strategy doesn't work, you change the strategy for another strategy. That's all it is. And you become a star salesman. Well, that's what DiCaprio and Gore and all the rest of the clowns are. They're star salesmen. And they obviously have investments in all these things and make massive money you know, it's, they're smart. It's better than playing the stock market totally and taking a bath, right? It's better to do things like this, where you can screw the people too over the cuckoo's nest. You see, that's all. This is an easier deal. And it's, it's actually very brilliant of them. And of course, many of the politicians go along because these people, they are dumber than dumb. They, you know, they know what they're up to. They know what they're doing, but it's a way to present fear. The common denominator today is fear. That four-letter F word, fear. That's all it's about, people. Create fear, keep people unsettled, you create demand. And you also create demand for the political political people to stay in business, to stay in office, the, the operatives. You see, I mean, let's face it, people. If everything was running along smoothly in Washington, do you think we would need them? We would need all these clowns. Now, if they could create as much demise and fear and, and panic among the people, well, isn't that job security? Well, sure it is. They can create all these next new policies and new ideas, new concepts, more money, please. Raise the taxes. We'll give more to the Paris Agreement just because. Not going to do crap for us, but we'll just redistribute wealth. That's all this is about. It's really not the climate change effect. It's the Robin Hood effect, you see? And that's all they do, people. It, 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 you know, it really blows my mind, this stuff. And so this whole thing about the climate change thing is just was another package. And so when I read this here report in the morning from Catherine, hey-ho, and I see Global Weirdin, I thought, there it is. <laughs> I like it. There's the new future for the industry. Global weirding. I mean, things are so screwed up. Shit is so screwed up all over the planet here that it's now we're beyond global warming. We're beyond climate change. We're now into the 
global weirdin' stage. Well, John answers that back in the New York Times piece here. He says, there's interest in science that suggests the effects of a warming world have something to do with these sudden bursts of Arctic cold as well. The cold, now, and, and this gets really, really, we're gonna, we're gonna get smart here. We're gonna educate each other. Listen now. The cold air at the top of the world, the polar vortex, that makes it sound very legit. The vor It's like watching the Polar Express. Remember that movie with the Christmas, the train, and the polar vortex? And then you, you know, they're going to stop Christmas or something because the polar vortex is creating havoc on, on the people. Well, the cold air at the top of the world, the polar vortex, is usually held in place by the circulating jet stream. This is where they start to do square dancing with a couple of bend over backwards and a little bit of jazz in the air, a little bit of the blues tune and a smidgen of country, you see? And uh, by the circulating jet stream, you put in the gizmo around the gazmo and you, and, you know, this is how you dress this pick up with lipstick, okay? The Northern Hemisphere's warming appears to be weakening the jet stream. And when sudden blast of heat and the stratosphere punch into the vortex, the Arctic air can spill down into the middle latitudes. <laughs> Shit, we are in trouble, man. See, you know, wow, wow, wow. It's, uh, you know, you're just, this is the sales pitch. Global weirdin. That's weird shit they just put out there. Global weirdin, right? I mean, that's weird. Weird, weird, weird. That's my new favorite term, global weirdin. Going to be using that one for sure in the future, people. I'm going to get ahead of them because you know they're going to package this up right now. Things are so bad. Things We need more money. We need to cut energy out. And so, you know, we're at this global weirdin stage. We're way beyond the climate now. Things are happening on the blue marble. And things are falling apart on the blue marble, and we're all going to have to suck it up. Now, these people are not going to suck it up. You think they're giving up their yachts and their jets and the rest of it? <laughs> I've got news for you. You and I are going to have to suck it up. You save the rest of the people. And that's how that works, my fellow Americans. Very handy dandy, isn't it, here? How they come up with all these terms. And, you know, the New York Times, they're very special. Very, very special organization of, of, of uh, Marxist meatheads, I guess, best way to call them. I mean, very, very special group of people. And where they find their reporters and the rest of them is truly remarkable, you know. And, and I think the next question on here, the last one is, uh, what are the recent weather trends during winter or not, uh, where the evidence most strongly suggests climate change is playing a role? And now John comes back, the reporter again for the New York Times, just in case you're just joining me, you know what we're talking about here. In this morning report, uh, to get it all straight here, John says, in the United States, we're seeing longer wildfire seasons because of hotter, drier conditions. Uh, okay, let me pause there a moment. Potentially, John, if they cleared the forest floor and deforest some of this and got the shit off the bottom of the forest, things wouldn't be at a point to be able to burn everything up if you did your job out there and clean your program up a little bit, you know? Just take some black asphalt and throw that all on the forest floor and screw everybody up. Then you'll have no more forest fires, right? Wow. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound nice, I know. Uh, and then he goes on, and our hurricanes are becoming more destructive in several ways. 
including flooding and storm surge. It's even worsening the misery of pollen season. We, we, we've always had, this is where the guy really gets brainy now. This is where his IQ really goes to the top of the deck yet. John says, we've always had floods, fires, and storms. That's why I just want to hit my head real hard. Like with your, you know, you ever take the palm of your hand and hit your forehead on the side of your head? Probably not good for your brain cells. But I say, I could have had a V8, man. You know, we've always had floods, fire, and storms. The guy's revolutionary, I'm telling you. But climate change adds oomph uh, to many weather events. These people, you can't make this stuff up. And this is distributed to millions and millions of people. And the bigger problem, my friends, if there are many multiples of millions of people who eat this stuff up for breakfast, who believe it, they absolutely, they eat, they read something like this. And can you imagine people that, you know, their wires are not quite connected or they're not really sure. They just don't have the intellectual uh, ability to understand the argument. And they, they come up through somebody say, oh, my God, Marge, Marge, we're in trouble. You read the report from the New York Times. This way. Yeah, oh, Frank, I read it. I read it. Marge and Frank, you know, sitting at home here. And, and Marge, oh, my God, I can't believe this. The New York Times says, you know, we, we got this weather problem again. Global weirdness is happening. Frank says, Shit, well, you've got to be kidding me now. This thing is beyond climate change. We're into the global weirdness stage. Yeah, 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 Marge says, and Frank and Marge said, well, we better suck it up. We, we, we'll go ahead and vote for these clowns again because, you know, <laughs> and, and the people believe this. Uh, Frank and Marge of the world, uh, all due respect, if, if you know a couple, that's Frank and Marge, and they're conservative in nature and have a brain. I, I, I apologize to those people. But the other Frank and Marge's who have a very low IQ, who have no idea what the hell is going on and are sucking up the New York Times, every word they put out there, those people I pity. They don't really understand what's going on, you see. So global weirding is the word of the day, and we all learned something today. And now there's a senator, a, a U.S. senator who, who is in a heap of trouble, big trouble. Somebody you probably like, uh, and he's in trouble because he was caught uh, trying to get off to Cancun. Absolutely. A holiday. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with the uh, family, with the family, wasn't the girlfriend, at least, you know, that could have been a bigger scandal had he been leaving with the girlfriend or the mistress or something and not the family. At least it was the family and the kids got to give the guy some credit. Right. I mean, but it could have been worse, could have been worse. But he was caught flat footed in this whole thing from a state that is in a lot of trouble. And I'll share that with you after the pause here. But a uh, uh, lot, a of, lot of trouble here with 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 uh, this guy here eating a lot of egg here uh, today. And um, let me take a moment and remind you again to get to shoptotheright.com. And uh, while the world is going to hell in a handbag with global weirdin, uh, let's not give the crazy Marxist people more money to spend and to uh, uh, you know. Uh, play with people's minds any more than they're already doing it through the New York Times. So, so the concept of shop to the right is that we want to be able to spend our money with like-minded people. This is not hard to figure out. It's not a stretch, really. And a lot of people love the idea of this. It's a very cool idea whose time has come. Now, this is a new group and a new organization. So please, I want you to understand and listen to me now. 
when you go to shoptotheright.com, that site is changing every day, every week. A lot of new uh, suppliers and companies uh, are being put into the nationwide database, number one. And they're going to also have it. The, the concept is to compete eventually uh, down the road, I think, even possibly with an Amazon type company. It's not, you know, for right now, nobody's at the point to be able to compete with those cats. I mean, they again, he's another one. Bezos or Bozos. So, you know, and uh, but. Anyways, see, you, the, the, the point is you'll be able to actually buy products on there and they're going to develop more of a shopping site and all that. But right now it's a nationwide database. You can go and get like-minded uh, uh, patriots, Americans, uh, that uh, uh, have similar values to hopefully that you have, care about America passionately as you and I do, and are willing to uh, uh, want you to know about it. So go there. And also uh, you can... Um, List your business there for free. That's the other good piece. You see it right there. It says list your business. Just click on that and you can absolutely list your business uh, for free and become part of that database. Now, this is going to become a bigger growing phenomenon ahead. I guarantee you. Ch check it out. We'll be talking more ahead in the weeks and months ahead of here. Shop to the right.com. I like this. I like this concept. I like the idea. And quite frankly, I like these sort of grassroots movements now that are going to catch on and really um, uh, spotlight and shine a light on our patriotism, our values for sure. Uh, the other thing I want to remind you is, listen, I, I was out today, had a nice walk, a little chill in the air, but it's always good to, to do that no matter where you are. We got to get out. There. Sometimes people don't like the cold and that kind of thing, but it's actually refreshing. And sometimes, you know, they say no pain, no gain, right? So a little bit of pain, wake you up a little bit. It's all good. Uh, so anyways, nice walk, walk a few miles and just enjoy the, the climate change that's happening with the blue sky and from the morning to the afternoon and the blue sky and the trees and just appreciate life, right? A beautiful thing here. But in order to do that, we all have to be uh, value our lives and our, our health. And I mentioned to you, uh, healthycell.com. Now, you've heard this on the platform for a good couple of few years now, about two and a half, three years now. Uh, and I, I really love this product. Uh, why? Because it's far more sophisticated than a vitamin is the best way I can describe it to you. Uh, it it, it uh, really gets into the health of your cells. See, as we age, and I learned a lot about this over the last few years, far more than I ever thought I would need to know or knew but it's been extremely valuable and terrific for me personally. And I'm going to keep preaching to you about your health style because I want you to hang around a while for with us so we can battle this thing together and um, save the planet and save America for sure. But HealthyCell.com comes in gel form or pill form. It's far more sophisticated than any vitamin you ever took. Gets to the health of your cells. I want to encourage you to invest in you. Invest in yourself, please. I know you spend a lot of money. We all do on silly stuff. But invest in you. And put your money on in your body and your health and things that truly, truly matter. Uh, now, all our listeners get 20% off. The, the code is out loud, or just click the banner at America Out Loud, and it's really cool. And you get the 20% off, and you can stock up and get some of that for yourself. So, listen, I want to encourage you, as I do, to live a healthier life, get out and walk and exercise and feel good and 
take some healthy cell, gel or pill, whatever you want there. Uh, again, this was developed, I was telling you the other day, from Dr. Vincent Giampapa. And uh, amazing, it's a Nobel Prize nominee developed this product. It's truly amazing. I got to get him on the program here, by the way. Remind me to do that. I keep forgetting. I got to get him on the program because he could share a lot with us on lifestyle and health and all these kinds of things today. So I need, I need to do that. I need to make a note of that. Uh, we're going to take a pause right now, friends. And we're going to meet you on the other side. I'm going to tell you who that senator is in just a moment. Yeah, be back with more Voice of the Nation just after this. Listen to Malcolm, the Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Yeah, well, you probably went and looked it up while we were at break here. But if you didn't or you guessed it, it it is indeed Senator Ted Cruz uh, coming under a lot of fire uh, for photographs showing him traveling to Cancun as Texans are freezing their ass off, basically. Um, And uh, a lot of this is probably not a good PR stunt, although, as I say before the break, at least it was with his family and kids, which really was his answer back because Democrats are having a field day with this. See, that's what we do as Republicans and Democrats. We beat each other up. Anytime there's an opportunity, doesn't matter whose expense it's at, doesn't really matter. But when the other side does something stupid, you jump on it and you make a buffoon out of them if they're not already doing it to them themselves, you see? That, my friends, is called the world of politics. That's all that's what that's called. And the left does it to the right, and the right does it to the left uh, seamlessly. I mean, it's just part of the it's a part of the vernacular and the program of how these people operate and breathe. 
it is their version of global weirdin, actually, you know. So, so the images started circulating on social media. And you started seeing these uh, midweek here, and they shown Cruz with the luggage and all at the airport. Uh, and of course, he had called the officials or the whatever the sheriff's office or something to make, let them know, hey, Cruz is coming through. Got to have a little VIP treatment. The senator is coming through the airport. I guess you're calling ahead and do that kind of thing. I'd like to try that one time myself and say, Malcolm, who, who, Malcolm, who? Malcolm Allowed, the important, the, the important news guy, the, the guy who brings the Malcolm, who, who? Exactly. So <laughs> I call up and tell them I'm headed to the airport. It's probably what they would say. Who do you think you are, fella? You're not a senator or a congressman or something. You think you're special? Well, that's the kind of treatment we'd get, right? And uh, so anyways, uh, NBC News was happy to jump all over the story on report and call the sheriff's office, make sure that uh, Cruz was on it. Because Cruz says, hey, listen, I called in. I got everything moving. I, I got things happening. I had planned this trip with the family. He says, and, you know, it is my family. And he, he says, uh, with schools canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends. So uh, wanting to be a good dad. I like that response from Cruz. Isn't that the catch-all when you are a good dad? You can say that kind of thing, you know? Uh, you know, well, wanting to be... Who, who would argue with that? I mean, to, to, who would really argue with that man? The storm counter, so he's going to be a good dad. You can go too if you got the money or you got the rebate check from the government. You could go. Wanting to be a good dad. Cruz says, I flew down with them last night. But don't worry, I'm flying back this afternoon. Bet he is, because the media is all over this story, and his answer is being fried quickly in a pan. Now, I imagine he's probably leaving the family there. I don't really know. It doesn't say, but I bet you he is. I bet you the family is saying, staying there. I hope they are, at least, now that he got down there. So he says, don't worry. I'm flying back this afternoon. I like that. Very responsive. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. Where's that Governor Abbott, please? Get him out here real quick, you know? Wow. That's <laughs> wild. So this is this is kind of funny. Now, the news, obviously, the Democrats jump all over this outrage, you know, and the headlines here are that uh, uh, drawn outrage from Democrats comes as millions of people across Texas have been struggling without power and heat and suffered water system disruptions and frozen pipes and all of this stuff and mid record low temperatures and people are dying. And what does Cruz do? He takes a cruise. He get, well, rather he gets on a plane, and he takes off to Cancun with the with somebody. Well, it was the family? He says it wasn't the girlfriend of the mistress. Had he done that with the girlfriend of the mistress, he would that would be another scandal for Cruz, very much so. So luckily, he didn't call the girlfriend on this particular day. I don't know if he has a girlfriend or not, but most of them do. So, or he's got the hush fund in Washington. That kind of crosses both sides of the aisle: Democrats and Republicans. And that doesn't really matter there. So anyways, the state uh, Democratic Party has uh, called on Cruz uh, to resign from Congress. No small task here. No, there's a price to pay for all this insanity. Keep in mind, right? And um, because of the situation uh, and Texans are dying and you're on a flight to Cancun. Hashtag Ted Cruz resign. So that's the word from that, my friends. And um you know, in politics, again, they're always going to take advantage of any situation. And that's what politics is. It's dirty business, you know. And 
you know, I mean, there are a couple of ways you can look at the story. Yeah, it's bad public relations, really. If you're trying to take the family at a time when other people are suffering, it's probably not the best time from a PR standpoint because people look at that stuff. First of all, our system is built that way, that people sort of struggle with people who have, if you, if you can do something that I can't do, like, or if you can buy something that I can't buy. See, the left has been very good in that. They've been really terrific in that, creating that uh, animosity and that separation, uh, uh, the division of people. It's a division. It really the elites and the others and that's what they do. So they've created this idea that, well, if they have it, you should have it, uh, you know, kind of thing. And that's where he gets into trouble. And it's a two-sided coin. Now, you would think somebody would be free to take their family at any time. But when you're a public servant and you're in the public eye, the rules of the game change dramatically. Truly, they do. And you have to watch everything you do from a PR stick because they'll butcher you. They'll tattoo your ass to the corner real, real fast, man. I mean, you're, you, you, that's just the way it is. No matter what, and it could be the stupidest of stories. It doesn't have to be anything serious. But if they can create a PR nightmare out of it, rest assured they're going to do it. And, and that's where these guys get into trouble. So it is a two-sided coin. Again, you'd think that you'd be okay to make this trip. And with the family, with the kids, not the girlfriend, uh, but uh, Cruz is uh, going to, you know, he'll get by this. I mean, this is not going to be the end of the world here. Uh, they're just attacking him at the moment because they can. I think, think the bigger problem for Texas to figure out is how does a state, which is supposed to be the uh, uh, the capital of energy, supposed to be the place, Texas, we're talking Texas people, Texas, right? You got to say that Texas. You know, we're talking Texas here. I mean, this should be the place where energy is abundant. You know, should be just energy, energy. Should be good. You know, I remember when I was out there a few months ago, gas prices were cheap as anywhere. I'd never, I mean, it was really, really cheap and low. I mean, compared to anywhere else in the country when I was out there. So, I mean, there are some very positives there to have an energy state, but, and, and again, having their own grid is uh, interesting and I think very positive. And I think more states should be doing that, truth be told, so we don't get caught into this uh, EMP attack or something else that's going to happen on our electrical grid at some point in the future on the eastern or western grid in this country. I think there's a catastrophe waiting to happen. Some of the energy problems we're having right now are just the tip of the iceberg, my friends, because like everything else in this country, we're very reactive. We're not proactive. We don't, we're not proactive about anything. We wait till, you know, it, the heat hits the frying pan and then it's, oh my, OMG, what are we going to do? And that's what's happening now with Texas. Now they point fingers and blame everybody. The blame game kicks in immediately. But this, you could say this about any crisis or any situation that's happening in Washington or even state level. People were just not really proactive and it's sad. And I think of that in the bigger terms that we're not really that proactive also on the planet here uh, for things. We don't, we don't, we're not spending the time wisely or the money wisely. It's silly the things we take for granted in this life, really, uh, you know, when you really think about this amazing planet, this blue marble we live in, in the universe of universes and God's gift to, to mankind. And here we are. And we're not doing a good job, my friends, taking care of any of this.
we're, we're reckless in so many ways. And I'm not talking about a climate change phenomenon. Uh, I'm just talking about fundamental things and taking care of, you know, uh, something that could break into our atmosphere and do harm. And, uh, you know, they say, well, we're watching every comet or asteroid coming by or what have you, but we don't really do the best job with a lot of that. And there are basic things we could be doing a better job of here. You know, I, I remember seeing that story. I, I'm sure you must have seen it. Um, oh, I just off the top of my mind, the last couple of months here, where why we're talking about the blue marble in the universe of universes where they were pretty certain not again i don't read a lot of crazy uh conspiracy theorist stuff so this isn't the whacked out stuff but it hit the mainstream of conversation you might have seen some of it where they were very certain that again some sort of alien force has certainly in recent times here visited the planet and they had proof of it supposedly and so on and so forth you know and they weren't talking about marxist democrats when we say that or you know illegals again talking about some real uh aliens they came in from another place for another being and they were pretty certain of it and I, you know you start thinking more about our world and i, and I think about all the other bodies the celestial bodies out there in the universe you know that are stars and uh, planets and other types of uh, beings. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really is truly remarkable and amazing. This paradise we have here that is called planet Earth, that we call planet Earth, not other people on other planet. They don't know we call it Earth. They may have another name for us, in fact. Uh, the question is that people say, does life exist outside of this planet? And I think most scientists say it does somewhere in some form because we're not the only ones. There are many other bodies of planets that are very similar to Earth. In fact, I always I'm fascinated with those stories. I always follow them up and I read them. In fact, I have a whole uh, uh, what do you call it, a magazine on Flipboard. You know, I love Flipboard and I have a lot of magazines. If you're on Flipboard, in fact, look me up at Malcolm Out Loud. Uh, it's only one of me on the planet for sure. Uh, but uh, Flipboard, you know, you, you and if you don't know Flipboard, look that up as well. Flipboard, F-L-I-P, board. It's a very cool social media, way cooler than any of these other things where you really get educated by all this information and knowledge. I use it routinely. I share a lot of stuff on there. I've got a, I've got a parade of magazines on there, like I think about 12 or 15 or something like that. Anyways, on all different types. Of, and I have one for the universe. That's why I started thinking about Flipboard here a moment. And what happens is you can go through the news feed. So you have to have a system to go through all the news feed when you take all the information in like I take in. And, and what happens is you're able to put them in various pockets and ideas because I'm always on the newswire to see what's happened. In fact, I'm set up with the newswire that I sort of know what's going on before it's on television. So before you see it on Fox News or CNN or NBC, I, I've got it on in my news feed here uh, from the press or from the UPI or the AP or something that's happened, some sort of a news bulletin. You, you may know what I, what I mean by that. So if you set your news up accordingly, the way it comes to you, uh, you can stay actually very, very informed. One of the ways to do that is Flipboard, again, that I tell you about. And you can set up your own magazines up there. It's very easy. It doesn't cost you anything, just a little time. But you're you're investing in yourself and re-educating yourself. And, and things you like, you share in some of those magazines. Other people pick it up and they may reshare it out there. And you're able to, you know, you, you get the uh, a lot more knowledge in areas you never thought you would or things you probably don't have any need or use for, but it, it's, uh, it's a good way to uh, 
to, to spend the time than to uh, waste it worrying about climate change, right? Or global weirdin. Uh, so, uh, so universe is one I have in there where I put a lot of these um, uh, pieces in there and articles, and I always find them fascinating. And there's quite a few uh, bodies, uh, call them planets uh, here, but uh, that are out in other universes as well that are very much at the same size, shape, scope, and in the distance uh, to be able to hold life. So they always call it like a Earth type planet. Uh, that there are many other Earth-type planets out there in other universes. And, and then you think, well, are we the only ones here? You know, and I'm thinking about that more and more, and I'm guessing now, here's what I'm thinking, that God probably has multiple experiments flown at the same time. So I think I'm very certain that in other universes, and, and now whether or not some of those are more sophisticated or not, I, I don't know. But you know, he's, there are other planets he's experimented with. We're not the only experiment here that got us experimenting with to see what mankind is and, you know, can we do this thing well and get along with each other or make a better life? Um, you know, I wonder what other form these lives are in. We don't really know, but you know, when you've got oxygen, you've got water and you've got that life is going to be there with water. Uh, they say, right. Um, it's fascinating life. And when, so when you think of our life and our planet here, I find it very, very cool that we get to live here. And, I, and I, listen, I think it's important not to take any of this for granted. When you walk out in the morning, or whatever day you step outside, appreciate all that you have. It's the simple things in life, really. And we, we take too much for granted, my friends. A lot of times when, when the electric's not working, you're in Texas or you're in somewhere and where you unexpected, a storm came through, it, it robbed you of your electricity or you have some bad situation of broken pipes or other things have happened. You then, you know, begin to respect and appreciate what you don't have. Sometimes it's as simple as when the internet goes out and you rely on that to get information or knowledge and then it's gone for a couple of days. And then you realize, well, you know, I should have been more blessed when I had it. We forget to do that with things in life, don't you think? Even sometimes just stepping out and having a simple dinner somewhere with family or friends, loved ones, whoever it might be. We forget the, the, the glory in that and the moment and the, the beauty of all that is. I think it's important to remember that. You know, I was just, uh, when I was looking at a lot of the back research for, uh, for Rush Limbaugh and delivering that um, powerful program, uh, yesterday with you about Rush, uh, I got thinking more and more about that. And and Rush had mentioned about really being a very spiritual man himself and a powerful man to think about the uh, the power of life and uh, the, the blessings and all of these things that we should not take for granted. And he was a very blessed man as well. And he felt that way in his life. Um, and express that in many, many ways. Uh, you know, a lot of these people who people think, as I stated to you yesterday, come across rough and tumble, ha actually are some of the best and biggest hearts you could ever see, like Trump and big heart. It wouldn't do anything for anybody. It doesn't always need to be acknowledged sometimes. Sometimes it's just anonymous or in some source or some way. In fact, there've been a lot of stories coming out with Rush where he was anonymous and doing things. And now that he's died other people now here celebrating him but say well let me tell you when he gave you know a couple of hundred thousand dollars to this group and wanted to made me promise it was going to be anonymous that's that's cool people that's really really cool when you do things for the right reason that to me is character and as i always say to my son character 
is to do the right thing when nobody's looking. And that is the point of anonymous because nobody's looking because they don't know it's you. And that's why when Rush did that, he had character. That defines character right there, you see? Character. To do the right thing when nobody is looking. I really like that. Character. Hmm. We all need a little bit more character in our lives. We all need to be doing the right thing a little bit more consistently throughout the day. We need to be thoughtful and loving to our fellow man and smile and say good morning. You know, on my walk today, uh, multiple people I met and said, hello, how, how are you? Say, hi, how are you? you? Having a good day? I'm having a great day. And just having that conversation on the sidewalks of life. I had that talk with you, what was it, about a year ago, the sidewalks of life. And uh, that, I kind of love that. I love talking about that, that show I did that time. It was about, uh, actually, uh, I got a, I should link it in here. It's, a, it's really an eye opener, but it's, it's uh, why dogs go around smelling each other's butts. And, and not for the reason you think, but because they can, it's a very sophisticated manner in how they do it. It, you know, you, when you say the way I just say it right there, you almost think, or at least I do the way I think is the way that politicians go around smelling each other's butts up there in Washington too, but for a different set of reasons, dogs do it because it's the way they can detect if you're okay. I mean, they're not being uh, uh, horny or um, weird or um, kinky, I guess is the right word I'm trying to find here. Uh, they're not really being that. It's the way that they can make sure that the dog's okay. They, there's a whole science behind it, actually. Look it up. It's quite fascinating. Why dogs smell another dog's butt. Very fact, you didn't, if you didn't know that, you just learned something new today. It's a very scientific reason they do it. I'm very serious. They're able to do it. They're able to learn so much from the dog. Uh, like what they even ate and are they okay and their health. And, you know, it's their way of saying hello. And, you know, they, they, they calm right down at that point. Think about it. Very fascinating. That's at the button. So I, you know, I commented back then as I'll comment to you today and maybe that's what we're missing in life. We need to just walk around smelling each other's butts in a good, in a good sort of way, not a bad way, but just how you doing, Frank, uh, how you doing, Mary, you know? And uh, oh, it's, I see you're doing pretty bad, pretty okay. You don't even have to say anything. You know how they are immediately because you smelt their butt. Hmm? It might be something to it, people. Maybe that's where human beings are all messed up and don't have it figured out like we think they do. They have to go to the animal species and the dogs and figure that out. You see? See, you didn't know that, but there's something you learn all the time. Yeah, and so take. You know, we all need to learn. We all need to pick all these tidbits up and make for a better day. But don't forget to say hello to a fellow man and smile back and and be appreciated for all the blessings in your life, my fellow Americans. Thank you. Uh, as always, catch me here six and ten every day here on America Out Loud Talk Radio, the voice of the nation. It's time to get involved and get loud.